Turn your fucking loud ass down. My, I'm always loud though. I'm a loud bitch. Obviously. <laughs> I have never had complaints about it though. So I um, complain about it all the fucking time. Uh, the men don't. Well, yeah, but they don't record with you. Yeah, they do. Fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be a bumpy night. This is Fatal Distraction. Squirrel! Janet, Janet, Janet. I've missed you so much. I missed you more. Nuh-uh. Lies. Lies. Absolute lies and treachery. Well. It's been weeks. We've literally not recorded in weeks but you know what? Because of your idiot, I love you, because of your idiot stupid move of recording with so many fucking people for like a month straight, like three times a goddamn week because, you know, who fucking needs a life or anything, right? We were actually um, able to take we, a three-week vacation. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we took a three-week hiatus. You got super sick and almost died and called me on your way to it, actively dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at work, so I couldn't answer. So I feel like an asshole. Sorry, I love you. I got to be locked up like E.T. Yep. Yep. Obviously, you had the smallpox. No. Um, it was pneumonia. Yeah, same thing. Um, <laughs> so then, so then, and you know, and you had some life shit happen. I had some life shit happen. Mm-hmm. La- I think last we actually recorded, I, so it was actually... I think I had just put my four-week notice in. Yep. So it's been five weeks since we recorded because I did my four-week notice, plus this was my first day, my first week of my new job. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's been a long time, Janet. Man. I know. I missed you. I did miss you. I missed you. Uh (laughs) But I'm a boss lady now, man. I'm a boss lady now. I'm a clinical coordinator. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank God you're finally a boss. I was sick of being the only boss in this room. Excuse me. I am a boss ass bitch anyways. Thank you. Only when you put your high heels on. That's not true. I got my shit kicking boots today. Those were sexy. I was looking at those downstairs and I was thinking, man, I need to get me some of those. Clearance. Anyways, so I am Miranda Sunquist and I'm looking at the beautiful Janet Scott. What's new with you? Because we Uh, always start with me and I'm sick of starting with me. I ladies first. So yeah, I have my I so yeah, so as you know, I started my ju- my new job. I am a boss lady now. I'm a clinical coordinator at an inpatient uh stabilization center, which is um which is real fun. It's been really interesting cuz I basically walked into a wee bit of a shit show um because they didn't have my position for quite some time. So it's actually been pretty interesting cuz basically the people who I'm supervising, I have been in that position previously like a long I don't want to age myself, but it was a long time ago. Um, so it's fun to be able to come into this new agency with all of my experience. Cause I've been in my field, I've been working in addictions as an addictions counselor. I'm credentialed and everything. I've been doing this for years. So I'm excited to be able to come into this, this agency with new ideas and, um, things to really help this agency kind of get back on track after like a bunch of shit happened. I really um, am just picturing you in the mask. With a trophy going, they like me. They, they really, really like me. me. <laughs> no, they're gonna they're gonna hate me because I'm actually gonna hold them accountable for their jobs. Because that's what you're supposed to do when you go to work. Okay, so make them hate you, and then get paid to do what you're supposed to be doing, anyways. Exactly. Boom. But boss chick. Every, exactly. Boo yeah, motherfuckers. But yeah, that's pretty much the only change. Oh, wait a minute. So. I was playing lots of Valhalla. Get this bitch. So, Wrath of the Druids just came out yesterday. So, I'm going to play that for a couple hours since I don't have to wake up early for work tomorrow. Oh, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Oh, and I got the village, the Resident Evil village. So, you know, the, the big, tall, big, tall, hot, sexy vampire lady that John wants to, you know, have oh, uh, step on him. Yeah, I've been playing that too. That's fun. He wants fun. her to step on his bows. Yes. Yeah, 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 I can't with him. I'm going to do that cosplay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Anyways, so what's up with you? How are you? Let's I do your check I am losing my fucking mind, you yep. know, getting over pneumonia. And then at, at the day that I start feeling better about pneumonia, I have it's crunch time to plan my girl's birthday party that yep. is this Sunday. Because mm-hmm. Lexi just turned nine yesterday. Fun. JC turns 14 next Friday. So when we're recording, she'll be 14 mm-hmm. whole years old. Olds. I definitely said that. Forty whole years olds. Fun stuff. 
fun stuff. And they're having a bowling party on Sunday. And I will be there with my children's. So um, I don't know why I'm freaking out about planning it because the owner um, is basically planning it for me. I just have to, you know, get the children there alive. So, oh, well, sometimes <laughs> uh, sometimes that can be questionable. And then Antoine already went and bought their cake. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, so what do I got to do? He was like, wrap their presents. Okay. Go. So I did that today. Sweet. Um, so everybody's, everything's pretty much done. I don't know why I'm freaking out. I guess I'm just freaking out about all these teenagers that are going to be sleeping at my house tomorrow. Yeah, yeah gross. Set it on fire. <sighs> just kidding. Don't do that. Teenage girls and their girly bullshit yeah house full of teenage girls sounds like i would rather have a root canal ready to fist oh yeah anytime yeah. all right rock paper scissors shoot i got scared why i don't know but my premature ejaculation got me winning anyways was that even a it's like, a rock actually going yeah oh my god all right go <laughs> apparently doing nothing gets you you know, gets gets you somewhere in life. It does. You know, you could just lay there and you still get off. Where? When? What? Who? You could just lay there and you could still get off because he eats you and you're still laying there. So. Okay, bitch. Ready for my top heck? Read your shit. It's almost sexual. Almost. Wow. Almost. A little bit? A little bit. This big? That's big. That's unfortunate. So, why do we kiss? Why do we kiss? Well, it increases dopamine. Mm-hmm. Why do we kiss? Is it something built in or do we just do it because we see others do it? So, making out, snogging, canoodling, kissing, an activity that is... Wait, snotting? Snogging. Snogging. Okay, snotting. That that's not very yes, funny. Yes, totally snotting. It's not very funny. It's not, it's not funny. It's not funny. An activity that is teetering on the edge of gross, which, you know, snotting is gross, when viewed objectively, but one that most everyone enjoys in practice. But why do we kiss? What compels us to attach our lips to the lips of another human being or push the envelope even further and do the microbial tongue tango? Are we talking about with actual mouths or with like lips or with... We're talking with mouths. Kissing the butthole. No. You in the butthole. We're talking about with mouths. It's <sighs> been a while, okay? Oh, my land. I'm in withdrawal. Okay, it's been like 12 hours. <laughs> no, it hasn't. For kissing? Oh, no. Oh, it's been like maybe six hours. I was talking hours. about stuff. Oh. It's been like two months. Oh, my God. Kissing has been a noteworthy activity throughout history. The earliest literature or literate culture, the summer... Described both standard and tongue kissing in their poetry. The couple thousand years old Indian Kama Sutra. Oh, maybe I should read that sometime. How have you not? No, on here. Oh. Like, we should discuss it. Well, it's photos. Yeah, but we could describe it. We could try to describe the Kama Sutra on an episode. That'd be fun. Yeah. (laughs) It looks like two frogs who are stuck together (laughs) in a puddle. Cool. <laughs> the ancient guide to getting it on devotes an entire chapter exclusively mm. to various modes of creative lip locking. Herod oh. mentioned kissing among the Persians who greeted those of equal status with a non-romantic kiss on the mouth, but those of lower rank with a kiss on the cheek. He also pointed out since the Greeks ate, a ca- ate cow meat, Egyptians would not kiss them on the mouth because cows were scared of or sacred were sacred to them. Why did I say scared? Because, you know, bipolar or whatever. Or not bipolar. Dyslexic. During the days of Roman Empire, everyone kissed everybody and your social status could be noted by where on the body you could lay on the emperor. Things changed dramatically with the rise of Christianity. Kissing for romantic purposes disappeared in many cultures, at least publicly for several hundred years until it reemerged in the 11th century under... The guise of courtly love. Star-crossed lovers like Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet personified the double-edged sword of unfettered romantic love. Exciting and liberating, but also ill-advised and dangerous. But why does kissing feel so good that we're often willing to throw good sense and hygiene out the window? Is kissing learned or instinctual behavior? 
Well, why not elements of both? Those who believe it is, at least in part, a learned behavior postulate that it perhaps got its start at a time when our ancestors were using their tongues to shove our dinner down our throats for us. Mm. That sounds delicious. Give me that steak, baby. With your tongue. The tube steak. <laughs> Lacking a kitchen aid or Gerber, it was an effective way to pre-process and serve non-milk food to infants. <clears throat> well, not, not tube steak. Don't do that. <laughs> That's bad. Besides semi-solid food delivery, it is also speculated that there may be a link between the pleasures associated with kissing to the feeling of comfort of feeding as infants. For babies, nursing is not only necessary for nourishment, but important for bonding. It is thought that perhaps these early memories of our mouths on mammaries forge strong subconscious associations between the mouth and security. Everybody loves to suck on titties. I don't care how old you are. Attachment and form of love. A major fact supporting the theory that kissing is, (laughs) at least in part learned rather than instinctual, is that besides historical examples of cultures who didn't kiss at all, of which there are many and even more if you just look for cultures who didn't kiss for romantic purposes. People kiss for non-romantic purposes? Yeah. Friends. I kiss my friends. Oh, facts. Okay. Even today, roughly 10% of humans particularly are... Do- like, per- I don't, like, make Literally. out with my friends. Yeah, you want to make out for no fucking reason? Let's just make out for no fucking reason. I... Okay, so I made out with one friend one time uh, with my friend Matt, and he and I, like, looked at each other afterwards and we were like, let's never do that again ever that's ever but we used to sleep together all the time but like actually sleep together in the same bed and we never did anything sexual he touched my butt once that's not sexual i touch your butt all the time 10 percent of humans particularly divided in or on not in on cultural lines do not engage in the act of kissing and yet 90 percent of us do kiss so why have humans become seemingly predisposed to enjoy the behavior once we do learn it and get good at it. I mean, normally you'd think humans would have evolved away from any exchange of germs that wasn't strictly necessary, particularly at the level that happens when we kiss. Beyond any baby mother associations and bond, or Jesus, Lord, I just had an envision about sex last night. I'm sorry. And then I got distracted and then I couldn't think of words. So (laughs) I quit. Fuck off. Associations and bonding mentioned before the major consensus is that despite the risk of acquiring a disease from the exchange, kissing helps us literally sniff out the best possible mating partner. (laughs) Literally sniff out the best possible mating partner. See, I read ahead and then I, yeah. In some cultures where romantic kissing or even... (sighs) kissing at all isn't a thing nose rubbing or just smelling is often done instead okay but to be honest like the smell of somebody like that is so like when we when we met bruce campbell oh my god right he smelled fucking amazing dude oh yeah it's good when two people's faces are close (laughs) enough to kiss getting a whiff of each other's pheromones can alert them on a chemical level if someone is worth pursuing women particularly have been shown to subconsciously be sexually attracted to the scent of a man whose genes coupled with her own will create offspring less prone to diseases and with less likely of miscarrying that explains a lot so getting in close for a good whiff just makes genetic sense that said it's interesting to note that studies have shown that while both sexes typically like kissing in general, men are more apt to favor pre-sex kissing when its purpose is geared more towards sexual arousal and potential genetic compatibility, while women tend to favor kissing after sex when its function is to promote bonding and attachment. Yeah, fuck that. I man, I must have been a man in like a I go past to life or something. And men just want to take a nap. I was totally a man in a past life or something. Or I should have been a dude. Because everything it's explaining is me. I just want to to just pee and then go to sleep. 
It turns out the hormones your body releases during kissing change over the course of your relationship. Kissing a new partner stimulates the release of dopamine, Mm -hmm. which creates the new love sense of excitement and desire and stupidity. On the other hand... It actually releases oxytocin, which is not, not dopamine specifically. Dopamine is released after sex. Oxytocin is considered the love chemical which is released in the brain and that is also released when um when nursing or holding a baby oh that sounds like something i put in my cereal oxytocin yeah i have the uh the molecular i have a neck okay so fuck off because you called me a science nerd i'm like no science nerd (laughs) and now i'm about to tell you about this necklace that i have upstairs that is the molecular breakdown of oxytocin On the other hand, your brain releases oxytocin when you've been kissing the same partner over a period of time, and this encourages attachment, bonding, and a capacity for endless TV watching between couples in long-term relationships. So about that necklace? Oxytocin. And your guys' TV watching? Uh, It depends. Are we finished with Outlander or no? I know, right? (laughs) Because that was releasing a whole lot of something different. Hmm. I keep trying to get him to watch Men in Kilts. He's just not going for it. Bitch. As an added bonus, it's been found that in cultures that engage in... Hello! (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't ready. I almost farted. speakeasy by light and frost fingers <laughs> insert commercial here <laughs> as an added bonus it's been found that in cultures <laughs> that engage in kissing couples in long-term relationships who kiss each other often report more healthy happy and satisfying relationships the same cannot be said for couples who only have a lot of intercourse. You know, I just got recovered from pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, that shit was funny. <sighs> but forego much in the way of kissing. <sighs> kissing, it would seem, is a far more intimate act than sex for most. Which is... <sighs> I read the wrong sentence. Which, if pretty woman was taught me, has taught me anything, is something known by prostitutes the world over. Beyond everything happening chemically during a kiss within the body, let's face it, for most people, (laughs) kissing feels good. (laughs) Hello, I almost farted. I almost did. I was like almost shit myself. (laughs) Stupid bitch. God, I love you. The human tongue and lips are jam-packed with nerve endings. And smushing them up against someone else's tongue and lips who really gets your motor running isn't a bad way to kill some time, even despite the billions of bacterial cells you're likely to exchange. <clears throat> you can want to do it. Yeah. You can only surf the web so much. I know. Burn the witch. So in the end, while there are certainly examples of cultures who forego kissing completely... There are very definite physiological and evolutionary benefits to risking the lip-smacking microbial mambo. Mambo, Janet, mambo. (laughs) Even if it isn't necessarily purely instinctual. Are you ready for your fucking bonus facts, asshole? Sure. Why the fuck not? 
While it's dog- the first one that you almost farted. Yeah. While dogs and cats <laughs> will use their mouths to groom other dogs and cats and cheek rubbing isn't uncommon. The only mammals that truly kiss in the sense of humans often do, besides humans, are the notoriously <clears throat> horny bonobo monkeys. Bonobo? Fuck off. Who share almost 99% of our DNA makeup. They kiss to lighten the mood. They kiss to make up. They kiss as a sign of goodwill. And oh. they kiss because it's Monday. Wait a minute. The word kiss comes from the Proto-Germanic... Germanic? Pusgen... Holy fuck. The word kiss comes from the Proto-Germanic Kushjan of the same meaning, which presumably had onomatopoeic origins. Many other cultures also had similar coup words meaning kiss, which again is the thought to hint at the word deriving from the sound made when kissing. And then the last one is... The current record for the longest continuous kiss is held by Ekachai and Laksana Turanarant of Bangkok. They managed to keep their lips together for a remarkable 58 hours, 35 minutes, and 58 seconds during a kiss-a-thon monitored by the Guinness Book of World Records. Well, I kiss them. Oh, man. It's a lot of tonsil hockey. For fucking real. All right, rock and roll. You gotta push the button. The button's already been fucking pushed. Not for Florida, man. Oh. Duh. Florida man of the week. Just when you think things couldn't get more fucked up. Florida man says. Hey, y'all, hold my PBR and watch this. I feel like you're cranky. Me? Yeah. I'm not cranky. Why would you say that I'm cranky? Because you just huff and puffed into the back of your chair and then took your phone out in an angry manner. I don't know how it... I took my phone out of my pocket. How is it in... No, I picked it up from the desk. How it... I didn't pick it up angrily. Like, just <laughs> my phone. All right, well, in <laughs> honor of Lexi's birthday. Bitch. All right, happy birthday, Lexi. Florida man attacks victim who didn't thank him for holding open the door to the liquor store. Rude. Lakeland, Florida. The Polk County Sheriff's Office is trying to identify a man who was caught on surveillance video attacking another customer at a liquor store in Lakeland, Florida. The alleged attack happened at the Publix liquor store around 12.30 p.m. Saturday, and that just instantly made me miss Josh. The Publix. According to deputies, the attack stemmed from the suspect getting upset that the victim didn't thank him for holding the door open. The victim, who was seen in video release by the sheriff's office wearing a tan-colored hat, told deputies deputies, he walked into the liquor store while the suspect held the door open. The suspect, who is seen wearing a black and gray shirt and a black hat, then reportedly asked, You don't say thank you to people who hold the door open for you. The victim said he responded saying thank you. But apparently that wasn't enough. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd said, Because you're now suspect, who was originally a gentleman, started jawing back and forth. That's a southern vernacular for talking back to each other oh the two men are How seen in the they? video walking to different parts of the liquor store after the initial confrontation but deputies say the victim claims the suspect then continued to express his anger from another aisle according to the victim the suspect told him i'll kick your butt if you say another word okay, i bet the victim told deputies he replied by saying another word <gasps> did he wait did he actually say Another word. Yeah. (laughs) That's when deputies say the suspect quickly approached the victim and started attacking. The previous Southern gentleman who held the door open, who's now the suspect, promptly was good for his word. Sheriff's or uh, Sheriff Judd said because he walked around the aisle and started beating him up. The surveillance video shows the suspect repeatedly hit the victim, knocking the man's hat off. A third man who was in the store with the suspect was eventually able to pull the suspect away from the victim. The video shows the victim and the suspect giving each other the middle finger and the suspect leaves the store. Come on, man. What are you thinking? 
Where, uh, were your three brain cells in overload? Why don't you just let it go? Get you a bottle of liquor, go back to the house, have you a drink. But no, they had to have a kerfuffle right there in the middle of the store. Come on, man. A kerfuffle? A kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. Come on, man. What are you thinking? Sheriff Judd said. Were your three brain cells in overload? Why don't you just let it go? Get you a bottle of liquor, go back to the house, have you a drink. But no, they had to have a kerfuffle right there in a the middle of the store. A Yeah, they sure did have to have a kerfuffle. Anyone who recognizes the suspect is asked to call Detective Irvin with the sheriff's office. You can sus- uh, submit an anonymous tip, obviously, to the Heartland Crime Stoppers. We have a battery complaint we need to file against him, and we don't want him to miss out on that, Judd said. Here's our promise. We'll open the door for you at the county jail and say thank you if you open the door first. Oh. Valid. Tell you now. Okay, cool. There you go. There's your... Florida man of the week. Exactly. With all the kerfluffles included. All because... Someone didn't say thank you for opening the door. I mean, valid. How valid. dare you? How fucking dare you? Rude. I mean, I would be pretty pissed. I hate it when I open the door for somebody and they just walk right through without saying anything. Like, it, it like it doesn't have to be thank you. It could be, like, an acknowledgement of some sort. Like, I acknowledge that you exist right now. Like, I'd be happy with that. You exactly. know? Exactly. I uh I will go through the drive-thru sometimes <clears throat> and uh they will like I'll give them my payment they'll give me my receipt and I'll be like oh thank you and they won't say anything they'll just shut the door they'll shut the glass door and I'll be like all right or not and I'll just drive away sweet <laughs> cool cool or not sweet Thank you. You're welcome. You're fucking welcome. I got you, boo. Like, like I said, it doesn't have to be even. It doesn't even have to be like a thank you or anything like that. It could you be just literally fucking just be, nod at me. Like literally, just like thanks. Like I'd be like, thank you for just acknowledging be like that a I exist. Fucking gesture. Be like a just a handshake. Not even a handshake. You know what I mean? Just a fucking nod. Fucking hand gesture that just says, "I fucking acknowledge you." It's like, I yell at my kids all the time. I'd be like, hey, can you pick that up? And they don't say a fucking word to me. Okay, or not. I'd be like, I heard you, mom. Okay, cool. But can you just acknowledge that you fucking heard me? Okay, thanks. Bye. Exactly. Yeah. Motherfuckers. People suck. Rude. So rude. So what you got for me? It's rude. It's rude. It's rude. So I have a thing. I have a, I have a tale. Is it about kissing? No, 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 not about kissing at all, actually. Well, I mean, I guess it t- technically, specifically, I mean, I guess, I guess it could be. This is it about tongue swallowing? No, and it's not, technically. It's about fairies. No. Yeah. So when you think of fairy, what do you think? I think of the mythical creatures. Yes. That live in the trees. Live in the trees. Okay. And that... You know, if you say you don't believe in them, they die. So Tinkerbell. Not necessarily in a Tinkerbell. But there's all sorts of fairies. There's the evil fairies and there's the wood fairies. Okay. The trick. Not uh, necessarily Tinkerbell, though. But uh, JC collects all of the fairies. All the fairies. So okay. There's the fire fairies and then there's the, the earth fairies. There is a lot of different, there's a lot of different types of fairies. And they go along with the dragons. They're little dragon friends. Well, that's not a thing, but okay. Shut up. You can't tell JC that. Okay. Well, cool. Valid. Awesome. Okay. One's going to have their their imagination, right? So, fairies. So, tales of fairy folk have existed for ages and ages. Now, before I get really into this, I do want to acknowledge uh, some of my sources here, which are um, Britannica... Um, between the world's blog, I got a lot from that. And the second part is actually, um, it's from them. I did, I wrote the first part. They wrote the second part. Um, and also pagans and witches blog on Amino. All right. 
So tales of fairy folk have existed for ages and ages, and the term fairy goes back only to about the Middle Ages. However, stories of these otherworldly beings appear in various types of literature throughout all of written history, like through like even like back to the Sanskrit times. Okay. Uh, but stories of fairies have been known throughout many cultures from the Celtic Fae, nymphs of the Greek mythology, Ginny and um, the Arabic mythology, and fairy folk in Samoan culture, and even in Arctic peoples' tales. Um, but that's among many other stories through locations and time. Uh, so when you think of the Fae, one would generally imagine a pretty little feminine creature dancing in a garden, right? Like you said, right? Mm-hmm. So um, really... What so what is a fairy according to folklore? Um, but while the idea of fairies vary from culture to culture, uh, they all generally have a number of things that are common, kind of common with each other. They all have kind of you know similarities and differences. But commonly, they were known as small creatures who were feared as dangerous and powerful beings. Uh, they were known to be either very sinister and mischievous, or they could be very friendly and helpful to humans. You never really know until it happens, right? Right. Yeah. So appearance-wise, um, in general, they were known to have been handsome or beautiful creatures. Uh, they have lives very similar to those of humans. They all have jobs. They all have things they got to do. You know, they're living life, doing what they got to do in their little fairy worlds. Um, but they generally live much longer. Uh, they were also believed to not have a soul. So when they die, yeah, so when they would die, they would simply perish. They would just dust or some shit. I don't know. Um, in size, they generally range from, they, they range anywhere from being human size all the way to like three inches tall or less even. Uh, fairies and humans, there were, there were rules, but fairies and humans could fall in love and marry. However, if one violated the marriage, it often caused the death of the human. And in fact, it's believed that oftentimes female fairies were deadly to a human lover. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So... Be careful if you're going to get that fairy V, right? Uh, but fairies could bring humans to the fairyland. However, humans would be unable to return to normal world if they ate or drank there. Okay. That that was kind of like the thing that like made it permanent. Right. Right? Um, so in fairy lore, um, it, it's most prevalent in Ireland, Wales, and Scotland. And uh, it, so it's from these cultures that you will that you see the most literature that includes these scandalous little creatures um and there is a lot of literature that has that has um you know i mean like i said tinkerbell little fairy you know there's I mean, it, there's so many different types of literature that have uh things that even if it doesn't say the word fairy that allude to fairies or fairy fae folk i guess you could say so um but other than loving humans to literal death their powers ranged greatly, and they had many skills and purposes. For example, they are there are known to be wish-granting fairies, cooking fairies, fairies that dance and sing, and even baby-stealing fairies. Right. Yes. So some of the type there's there's a bunch of different types of fairies, and and I I'm not even going to go into all of them because there are so many different types and classifications of fairies. So, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of hit on some of the big ones, okay? So hobgoblins, did you did you ever watch that show? Um, what is it? Um, Wally Kazam. I don't think so. Hobgoblin was my favorite little one, or Bob Goblin. Sorry, his name is Bob Goblin. You just said hobgoblin because of the what you read. Yes. No. 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 I forgot. No. His name. So his name is Bob Goblin, but he's. I think he's supposed to be a hobgoblin, but he's a Bob Goblin. That's his name. Bob Goblin. Bob Goblin. He's so fucking cute. He's just like a cute little prankster asshole kid thing goblin creature. He's a fucking cute though. I do love him. Bob Goblin. And he always re- refers to himself in the third. Never mind. It's cute. <laughs> Something that Harley watched when she was much much smaller. It's actually a really cute show. Which is probably why I've never seen it. Oh, it's a cute show. I'm not gonna lie. There's Wally Kazam. There's a giant troll. Um, yeah, there's Wally Trollman. Um, well that's, that's, that's Wally Kazam. And then there's, um, what is it? Uh, Ogre Doug. And oh. then, yeah, Bob Goblin. And then, um, what is it? Is it Tina, Tina the Troll? I don't know. Hmm? Is it Tina the Troll? I don't know. She's big. 
don't know. It's cute. It's a cute show. You got to check it out. Anyways. Anyways. Hold on. Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. So hobgoblins. So these small mischievous creatures are often known to be small hairy men who love practical jokes and are sometimes able to shapeshift. However, when they're not being pranksters, they're often found in human dwellings doing kind of like off jobs around the house and keeping up on small tasks and chores like dusting or ironing clothing. If I could have some hobgoblins, that'd be that'd be delightful. That would I be need fantastic. a hobgoblin. That'd be great. I need a hobgoblin to pour me some wine. That'd be great. Yeah. I don't know if they do that task. I, I would imagine. Maybe some meat instead. And honestly, meat is better. Can you be my hobgoblin? <laughs> Bitch. You got the wine all the way over there. I do. Do you need some? See, you oh. didn't even catch my joke. So a changeling. So according to folklore, most often found in Ireland and Scotland, a changeling is a fairy that would be put in a place of a healthy human child that was then stolen by the fae. The fairy that was exchanged was often an older or an elder of the fae and was put there to live in comfort and be coddled by the human parents, right? However, the families often struggled with this since fairies were known to have a ferocious appetite uh, and since they were old, they were often ill. And this was in a time where like you really couldn't spare yeah, you, they really couldn't spare much. So um, the families often ended up having to turn to in, infanticide in order to sacrifice the one to save the remainder of the family because they were like, oh, no, no, it's a changeling. Um, so like in Outlander, you know, the episode where like, oh, no, it's a changeling. Leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's exactly what would happen is like they would be like, oh, this baby is sick. It's obviously a changeling. This isn't my real baby. So we're just going to oh, leave yeah. it in the fucking woods. And, you know, don't don't answer it. Don't answer the call if it's crying because it's obviously a changeling. It's a fae. You know, uh, no, it's actually a baby that you're just leaving out in the woods. Yeah. You no, know. No worries. You know, that it be that way sometimes, I suppose. Um, don't do that. D- don't do that. If you, if you can't afford your baby, please find a safe box. I'll one take of, it. One of, the, one of the safe boxes at the, like, at the... They have, oh, what the fuck are they called? Angel boxes? I will take it. Find an angel box near you. You don't have to leave any information. They don't know who you are. Please leave your baby in a safe angel box. Uh, But it wasn't just babies that they stole. So young adults were taken in order to marry fairies. And also new moms were often taken to nurse fairy babies. Um, And in one instance, a woman by the name of Bridget Cleary was believed to be an adult changeling. And because her husband believed this, he murdered her in an attempt to force the fairies to return his real wife. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that ever happened. That's sad. Yeah. Yep. Um, so so uh, some other types of fairies uh, were ash rays. They were water fairies from Scotland that were often mistaken as sea ghosts uh, as they had white bodies and they looked like a very young adult, like a 20-year-old, and they appeared in both male and female forms. Um, They were known to be nocturnal, and if the sunlight hit them, then they would melt into a rainbow-color pond of water. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so it's kind of like, like I would imagine it would look kind of like an oil slick in water. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Boggins were a type of ancient Irish fairy that protected the peat bogs in Ireland and were known to be ugly little round creatures that were covered in mud. That's mean. I'll keep it. (laughs) Just kidding. I love you. (laughs) Poor little baby. Uh, Banshees, as I'm sure you've heard of. Everybody has, right? Banshees. Um, so they, um, and Banshees are known in a bunch of different cultures, but in the fairy type of folklore there uh they actually um are a very particular type of fairy folk that are attached to a a a certain family uh their ear piercing screeches and weeping were known to warn of a coming death in the family or of a loved one or close person um and they are sometimes seen washing burial shrouds as a symbol for preparation for burial and with that they were um, either seen as very beautiful young women who were, you know, like soul suckers, they looked like. All or I can think of. very old, haggard, you know, bog witch ladies. All I can think of is Mater. It's the Banshee. You, you would think of. You would think of Mater. I love Mater. You are Mater. I fucking accept. 
stupid. I love you. Uh, pixies. So basically, this. So they were known to often take the form of a hedgehog. Um, they're naughty little fairies who like to play practical jokes on humans and other fae folk. So it wasn't just humans that they liked to torture. Uh, they also love to steal horses to ride them. And so these are the fairies that people generally picture. They um, cute little pretty little things with wings and just like flit around, you know. And uh, and they love shiny objects and they often live in gardens and are attracted to flowers. So that's like the typical when you when you think of fairy, like that's generally what you picture in your mind is a is a pixie. Um, Kelpies are a type of water fairy that were seen in Ireland and Scotland, and they uh, were said to uh, be web footed and ugly in appearance. However, the males would be known to shapeshift into handsome men to lure young women to the water's edge so they could devour them and eat their souls. So it kind of sounds like my ex-husband. But oh. You know, whatever. Uh, sounds fun. Yeah. Nymphs. Well, actually, oh, okay, no, that's a lie. He wasn't even handsome. A nymph. Yeah. A nymph is me? Yes. Well, okay, okay, so this is, so listen to this. this you're going to, you might like this. Ooh. Nymphs were known as a type of fairy from Greek mythology, and according to the lore, they were seductive creatures. They had a reputation of being obsessed with sex and sexual acts, and the term nymphomaniac actually stems from this classification of fairy. Sounds like my ne- sounds like our next photo shoot. Mm, filthy, filthy thing. Mm. Mer people, and like Mer I said, this people. this this list is absolutely non like inclusive. There's so many more to this. Oh, I don't doubt it. So many more. This is like I can't, I didn't even have to. I, there's so many, so many different classifications of fairies. But mer people were also technically considered a classification of fairies. Mer These, people. as we know, like mermaids, mermen. Well, I know what mer people are. Um, now all I can think of is you know, Merbainer, Mermaider, Mermaider, Mermaider. I fucked that up. I can show you the world. What the fuck? Wrong Disney movie. That was not even a fucking Disney movie that I was singing from. That was Aladdin. That's why I said wrong Disney movie. I wasn't even singing Disney movie. Mermaider, Mermaider, Mermaider. No, I'll play it for you in a minute. We can have that be the the outro to the <laughs> to the show. Okay. Um. Anyways, mer people were technically considered a classification of fairies. These, as we know, were half human, half fish creatures who uh who reside in the oceans and seas throughout the whole world. Tales from sailors throughout history and cultures have reported that these are beautiful creatures who can either lure ships to rocks, killing the entire crew in a bloody massacre of crashing death, or rescue drowning men who knows it's up to them whatever so to ward off fairies one could generally use saint john's wart or yarrow which were both very potent against fairies and to keep fairies away from your home it's recommended that you plant yellow flowers around your property and also keep a stock of iron objects laying about they don't like iron they don't like iron they don't like iron guess they can't pump it and get pumped I can be. Don't you judge me. On the other hand, plants such as hawthorn tree, foxglove, and groundsel were often protected by the fae, and the abuse of these plants would often cause the fae to seek retribution. And come to your house because that's where all the plants are. Yeah. <laughs> don't judge me. You don't know my life. I'm surprised you don't have like a little uh, fairy garden in your. I don't want to invite the Fae here because they are mischievous little creatures, and I have two of those already. (laughs) Just saying. Okay. Um, So if you, but however, with that, if you find yourself face to face with the Fae, it is said that you should yell "God bless you" and throw your left shoe at it. (laughs) I can't wait till I go home. If it if it fails, you're going to fight them with only one shoe on. All right. So uh, that being said, you should probably just try not to disturb them. So I'm gonna hit in Jason when I go home, <laughs> CPS I'm gonna say God bless you. I'm gonna throw a fucking shoe at her. Your left shoe. My left shoe. It has to be your left shoe. <laughs> uh, but mom, why'd you do that? You're obviously a fairy. You're obviously a fucking fairy. Well, that's true too. <laughs> home Depot lesbian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bitch. Okay. In general. 
they wouldn't bother you unless you bothered them. But even if you did it on accident, um, unfortunately, that could be done pretty easily if you're not aware of your surroundings. Um, an example, walking through a fairy ring. A fairy ring is a large circle of mushrooms that were said to be left behind by fairies after a night of dancing under the moon. So if you come Naked. across one of these, yeah, they, I mean, fairies don't wear clothes. They don't, they don't have, they don't have clothes. There's no reason to. Um, so if you come across one of these, you should probably try to avoid it. That's what I would recommend because breaking a fairy ring will, will bring you bad luck for years and years. And they are also believed to be portals to the fairy realm. So. What if you want to socialize with fairies? According to Between the Worlds blog, uh, which is where I got this, here are a couple of tips if you would like to socialize with fairies. Tip one. Uh, it would seem that fairies dislike discord within their host homes. Bad language and arguments are bound to cause upset. Seemingly, these magical folk enjoy their peace and quiet. Offerings of milk and honey could be left to appease the fairies, should they have been upset by their human companions. So if you swear a lot and there's a lot of discord in your home, you might be visited by the Fae. You might be a redneck. That too. That's that's also not incorrect. So, so they're not coming to my house. <laughs> Bullshit. Have you fucking met you? Have you been in your home? They don't like swearing. You just said that. Yeah, they will, they will not be happy with you. They will come and attack your home. Oh, okay, so they are coming to my home. Gotcha. Yes. I'm getting out the mushrooms so they can make a circle. Dance naked. No, they make, the, they make the mushrooms with their circle. Okay. Okay. And they're going to dance naked. Sure. Tip two. Circles of mushrooms, known as fairy rings, as I had said, uh, were described as being left behind by fairy footfalls after a night of dancing under the moon. It's considered very bad luck to break a fairy ring, causing seven years of bad luck to fall upon anyone who damages them. Some people avoid walking inside of them entirely, believing them to be portals to the fairy realm, as I had just said. Mm -hmm. So if you want to attract fairies, walk through a fairy ring, which I do not recommend. Walk like an Egyptian. That's not what I'm saying. Tip three, anything shiny, and this also goes for your um, friendly neighborhood ADHD friend, uh, anything shiny is supposed to attract the fairies, and you may find that these items go missing only to appear in the most unexpected places once the fairies are bored with their newly found toy. Mm -hmm. A more recent phenomena is that of placing <laughs> fairy nests or fairy doors in the garden in the hopes that the fae will make such a place their home, helping a garden to thrive. This is a very recent idea following on from the Victorian concept of flower fairies and romanticism and taming of these folk. But you cannot tame the fairy folk. Stop doing that. It is not going to work out in your favor. Don't do it. Hmm. Tip four. Uh, the elder tree is believed to be associated with the fairies and bad luck or seven years uh, and fairyland awaits anyone who would pick flowers from this plant on Midsummer's Eve. But not, uh, okay, so tip five. Not all fairies are benevolent. Should you find yourself out walking alone at night and hear the wickering of a horse or see a strange light up ahead, do not follow, for you may find yourself waylaid and puck-led. Whatever the fuck that means. Puck-led. Uh, um, so for hockey. That's, I quit. So you're going to be led by a hockey puck. Fuck off. Uh, survivors of each... I'm sorry. Survivors... See, you got me all fucked up now. Why you got to be doing that? Survivors of such experiences often awoke in a muddy ditch, fooled by fairy lights, into straying off their path and into disaster. I would say that that's pretty fucking benevolent. God damn it. That's, I wouldn't like that at all. I like mud. I know you. My name is Mud. Sorry. All right. Tip six. For those fearful of fairies dwelling in their homes, yellow flowering bloom plants outside the home are thought to act as a deterrent. And uh, as are many items crafted from iron, as I had stated. So I don't know why that this is part of the list of things to help you socialize with fairies. Because that is the exact opposite. Uh, tip seven. Whilst invisible to most humans... There were ways in which one could obtain the enchanted eye. 
Ooh. The enchanted eye. One would be to wash their eyelids with the dew collected on May Day's Eve. Another is to gaze through a hole within a hagstone, which is a stone with a naturally formed hole within it. Okay. Kind of makes me think of Coraline. <coughs> you know we actually I mean? have one of those. Oh, see, there you go. That's a hagstone, <laughs> which is pretty valid for you. <laughs> this bitch. And finally, tip eight. There are ways to know when a fairy is present nearby without the aid of a hagstone. The bobbing of a head of a bog cotton when the air is still, laughter heard without an apparent source, or a sudden swirl of leaves crossing the road marks the passing through one of these. Yeah, the ma- makes the passing through of one of these magical beings. It's courteous to nod your head or tip your hat to acknowledge them. If you are known to be a friend to the fae, be warned though. If you are noticed. This can never be undone. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, so yeah, so that's all about the Fae. I still love them. They're cute. They're cute, but they are mischievous little things. However, if one of them took my child, I might be pretty upset. I wouldn't. If right, they took but mine. Right, but then they're replacing your child with an old. An, an old fairy that just eats a lot and makes a lot of sound and is really difficult to take care of when you don't have the money to take care of it. So Lexi. I Lexi is a changeling. Lexi is no longer named Lexi. She's now changeling. For fucking real. I'm going to call her our changeling. <clears throat> She's going to be like, who's That's changeling? That's what happened. Did you notice that... If you look at her older pictures, she didn't eat all that much, and she was skinnier, and uh, she was way better. And now, all of a sudden, I'm going to call it, that's what her birthday card is going to say, hey, changeling. And she's going to be like, what the fuck is this? For fucking sakes. And you're going to be like, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. For real. Uh Well, this was an eventful episode. We learned about kissing. We learned about changelings and fairies. Yeah. It was fun. Fun stuff. It was I a good time. You. I missed you. This was fun. This was fun. I missed you. I don't ever want to take like a month off again. Yeah, can we not though? Can we also not do an entire fucking like three fucking months of our fucking fucking fuck? No, I don't mind having like a guest like once a month. That's fine. So anyways, anyways. Let's go ahead and take this so bitch let's out. Let's take this out. Oh, oh I miss you so much. There's some whores I, in the house. I, I missed you. I, I missed did. You. I missed you. There's so some much. whores in the house. This. I know. I can't wait to get back on a regular schedule. Because yes. I have so many different things in my brain that I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Seven I have so many different things that I want to do. But have I have so like, much research I got to do. I have wet already queued up pussy. in my. It I is, need to start researching. It's executive Make dysfunction. I, like, I, I, I have all these things that I want to do, but now I'm like, I have so much to do. It's ridiculous. Hey, thanks for listening to our show. New episodes and content are made possible by listeners like you. You can show support by also supporting our ad sponsors, our friend shows, by checking out some of our merch, and our Patreon. All this can be easily found by going to fatal distraction podcast.com.